I uh, am so glad for the warm welcome from all of you. It's just been lovely. And I bring you greetings from the Oakland Center for Spiritual Living, which is on Ohlone territory in the land of the Ohlone people, the indigenous people. So I use pronouns, she, her, and they, and I am so delighted to be here. I've had such a wonderful time this week. I'm just going to tell me if I need to do something different. No, I heard an good. echo. Okay, great. You all good? Yep. Okay, good, good. And thanks, Reverend Tamara, for your warm welcome. And for us, I was going to tell that story. So uh, <laughs> you've already heard it, but what you didn't hear I'll tell a little bit about my story with it is always listen to spirit. This is about spiritual practice. I'm sure you all know this and I'm encouraging you no matter how long you've been in this philosophy or another to always listen to spirit. So I was on my way to a workshop at a Silomar that turned out to be full. Someone on the path told me I asked where it was and they said it's over there, but it's already full. And I heard, well, I could turn around and go back, but instead spirit had me go over there anyway, just in case I could stick my head in there. So it was a little out of my way. I went over there and up the stairs and over the thing, it was closed. Okay, let me go get a coffee down at the cafe. So I went down the path and up the path comes Reverend Tamara. I hadn't met her before. We struck up a conversation some kind of way and you heard the rest of it. Mm-hmm. Not listened. I wouldn't have met her. Right? Yeah. So after we met, I went on to get my coffee and I was raving by the way about my friend who I'm going to visit in in White Rock who is here today by the way and I'm carrying on saying I'm telling her about the work she does. I'm her biggest advocate or at least one of them by the way. And I'm telling her about all of the work and we're exchanging information. I go down to get the coffee which wasn't that far away and I get there And I meet, ironically, someone who's in my pulpit today, Reverend D. Jacqueline Edwards in Oakland, who's in front of me in line talking with, turns out to be Georgia. I didn't know her at the time. (laughs) And so I start talking to Reverend D. Jacqueline and, and, and I hear them talking about Canada. I said, oh, I'm about to go there. And I introduced myself and Georgia says, oh, I understand that you're coming to speak with us. There, you know, so anyway, <laughs> word travels fast. <laughs> I do want to acknowledge International World Peace Day is this month. I also want to acknowledge, can't help but because I'm in the United States, right? That Monday, tomorrow is the 20th anniversary of the Twin Towers, the 9 11 tragedy. So I bless that whole situation. And we have so many things that we could bless these days. There's so much travesty. So I want to say to all of us that we are needed. Our consciousness, our awareness, what we bring to life is needed. Our prayers are needed. I didn't intend to say that, but I guess spirit wanted me to. That's what I want to acknowledge. And I believe in When I do a talk with my community, so I feel you're my community, so I like to offer three affirmations, one at a time, should you choose, because everything's a choice, right? You can stay as miserable as you want for as long as you want, or you can choose to do it differently. 
So if you choose to recite the affirmation after me, I'd like for you to do it, not just recite it, to declare it, to be it, if you're willing. Ready? Yes. Okay, here we go. The first one, love is a healing balm and a divine multiplier. Love is a healing balm and a divine multiplier. Beautiful. Next, I freely give and receive love. I freely give and receive love. Beautiful. And last but not least, God's love showers us all with an abundance of blessings. God's love us all with an abundance of blessings. Yes. Yes, yes. So we in our community are working with the global themes that have been allocated for 2023. And this year it is living out loud. So we've been having a great time in our community living out loud. So for the month of September, the topic is uh, love out loud. So we're talking about love. And today's topic is love on the spectrum. That's what I'll be talking about today. So first, though, I want us all to take a collective breath. I'll, I'll, I'll show you how to do that in a moment so that we can get into the healing of the message together. You willing? Okay. Yes. So the way we do that is to first exhale right where you are. Just let it go. And now just gently, easily fill your lungs. When you get there, hold it at the top. Let it out with a sigh. We're going to do that two more times. Breathe in easily, gently, hold it at the top when you get there, and with another sigh. Mm. Last time, another even bigger breath. Breathe it in, hold it, hold it, hold it, and now a bigger sigh. Ah. And simply allow that breath of life to come in and out. It's a gift of life, that law of circulation that comes through, that allows us to receive. The God qualities that I'm talking about today are love, of course, uniqueness, healing, and unconditional love. So I'm going to wind that in there. So love is something that's so beautiful. It's, it's, it's something you feel. It's something you do. It's, we all know about love, and we'd all probably have a different explanation or a definition of what love is. It's so many things, right? Um, and last week in my community, I was talking about the different types of love. I'm going to focus on just a two of those. There's eight when I, you know, you can find anything on Dr. Google, right? <laughs> and so there's eight types of love, many of which I'm sure you all have heard about. There's affectionate and friendly love. There's enduring, committed, long lasting love. There's familiar love. There's romantic and passionate love. Eros. That's what I, one of the things I'm going to be talking about today. There's playful, flirtatious love. There's obsessive love. There's self-love. And here's the second one I'm going to talk about. Selfless love, universal love, which is called what? Agape, agape love. And so when, I, when you talk about love on a spectrum, there's lots of ways that we can take that, but I had to first start with what is on the spectrum. We know we use that term to represent people with autism, love on a spectrum. And it immediately got me thinking about a show. I've become kind of addicted, blame it on the pandemic, to some of these reality shows, right? 
Mm-hmm. I never thought I would, but I have. On these shows where people are looking for love. They go marry people they've never seen before. And they, you know, do some wild things all for the sake of love. Just since I've been here this last week, I flipped on the television at the beautiful home that I'm staying in. And what do you think I see there? Love on a spectrum. Really? So I start watching it. It was great. I had to be careful not to binge watch it like I do at home. And it's about people with autism who are looking for relationships, who are looking for love. And I had already watched a a show called Down for Love, which is, uh, I'm seeing some heads nod. It was such a beautiful series about people with Down syndrome who were looking for relationships, looking for love. And it was such, they both are just such lovely programs. I thought about my Aunt Evelyn, who's now an ancestor on the other side who was mentally disabled and physically disabled as well. And I remember that, well, the doctors said she would never live past 20 and she lived till age 60. So what do they know, right? (laughs) All things are possible in God, right? And, you know, coming up in the era that my grandmother did, my Aunt Evelyn would have never been allowed to even consider having a relationship. Never. Never. Now, maybe it would have been a challenge for her because she eventually was bedridden. But these the the folks on this program, these programs, their parents, their caregivers allowed them to dream and they supported their dreams to go out and to find love. And it was so wonderful that they did. Some of them did or that they got to try it. They got to learn about what they like and what they don't like or what have you. So I I love this notion of being on the spectrum. And as you heard in my introduction, I love, my passion is authentic self-expression because I believe we all were brought here for a reason just as we are or else we wouldn't be here. We're the ones that have to accept ourselves the way we are. We're the ones that feel that we're imperfect. We're not perfect, but it, I believe if we believe that God is one and God is perfect, we have to believe that we're perfect just as we are. Would you agree? Right. But it's so hard for us to practice, isn't it? I bet you I'm not the only one. If I could on a wish list, name some things that I would change about myself. You all probably have the same thing too. I would change this, that, and the, and another thing I'd change some other things. There's nothing wrong with that, but accepting us ourselves the way we are is the thing to do, to allow ourselves to be as as spirit wanted us to be and as as we were created to be. So when I think of love on a spectrum, that's what we're doing. And we have chosen as human beings to create what is normal. We dictate what is normal for somebody else which causes somebody else to be what? Not normal. They're not in that category. We other people all the time. So why shouldn't someone with autism, Down syndrome, or whatever else go find love? Just because they experience life differently. So when you look at spectrum, it's talking about 
Uh, there's another definition that I found in here. I love the dictionary just to see what other people are thinking or what, how it's framed. It's a, it says it's a broad range of varied but related ideas or objects, the individual features of which tend to overlap so as to form a continuous series or a sequence. So when you look at spectrum, hmm, we're all on a spectrum for that matter. Who's to say that people with Down syndrome and autism aren't the normal ones and we're not? Mm -hmm. Who are we to assign something different? There's a great quote I want to read to you, Elizabeth Lesser. I love this. Your soul here on earth is uniquely yours. It is different from my soul. Although eventually all streams lead back to the great ocean. Some people call that ocean God. Some call it spirit. Some don't call it anything. They just experience it as a vastness or a question mark or an abiding sense of love and light. In the vastness or distinction, she says, and differences melt into oneness. But while we are here, we are meant to express the uniqueness of who we are. I love the word uniqueness instead of difference because difference in my mind, others, someone. We're all different, aren't we? If we look around at everyone in this room, each and every one of us are different and we're unique. So that's the reason I like to use that term uniqueness. I teach from what I call a continuum and I draw it in the sky. So I'll draw it for you. <laughs> Here's a continuum that we live on. And if love is on this side of the continuum, you might expect what might be on this side. Tell me. Hate, Hate. indifference, fear. Fear is a big one, isn't it? There's a lot that dovetails into fear. You get the point. The point is that we can use something other than love. You know, we can use anything actually. Is to create some balance. Maybe not right in the middle. But if you skew too much to one side, too much side to, the, to, to love, it, love is fine. But you have to ground yourself in reality in order to live this life that you're in. You can't go float away in love. We were in, 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 in created to be here and to do our thing here. It can't skew so much to this side. Some people do. And guess what? They check out of here. They're so far on this side that either they hate everyone, they've isolated themselves, or they hate themselves. There is, remember that, 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 uh, that type of love called self-love? There are some people on the opposite spectrum of that that do not like themselves at all. Suicide, suicide rates are really, really high. That's why, right? So let's skew in the middle. Let's bring some balance to where we are, the continuum. It's all choice. It's all intention about how we live and how we show up in life. You know, this week has been, uh, it's so ironic that I'm speaking today. So I'm going home tomorrow. It's bittersweet. I've had a great time. It's been a really full week, a delightful time. And it's been so much more rich because I've been here and now I get to talk about it. And some of my friends are in the audience. I just had lunch the other day with Reverend Karen. Thank you for coming with, with her husband. You know, my friend Andrea and Laurel, they're here in the audience. We did doctoral program together. What are the odds of that, that we could have a reunion? 
<laughs> I got to be immersed in, in Dr. Andrea's work that I know so well, and I'm such an advocate for that I got to said, can I go to some of your groups, you know, that you work with? She works with refugee immigrant women and seniors. She does this beautiful work. So I was on, not on the bus, but we went to, wait for it, she would say, uh, Lake Alouette. Alouette Lake? It was lovely. There were a bus of 40 seniors from China and Japan and Ukraine and Afghanistan and all these different places that are part of her choir group. They sing and they perform and all this. And so we were able to sing together and dance together. And I was like, oh my gosh, what fun. This is love on the spectrum, don't you know? It absolutely is for us to be able to come together. Like I got into my lecture mode when we were, Andrea and, and Laurel and I the other day were having coffee and I went on with this thing about, you know, authenticity is my thing. And, you know, everybody tolerates me because they... It makes sense to them, but there she goes again. <laughs> and Laurel says to me, it's so good to see you when I'm on this thing. You know, we've been seeing each other on Zoom for all this time. This is love. I am in love. Yesterday, I was out at Stanley Park walking along. There's a group of seven of us. Some are behind, some are in front. And I'm on this moment that I call a new spiritual practice, practicing the presence of God. Anyone familiar with the little book by Brother Lawrence, 16th, 17th century monk? It's a tiny, tiny book. It's very thin. And actually someone has redone the book as well. But Brother Lawrence talked about, you know, when you're in a monastery, they have requirements for prayer. So they have different times they have to pray and they have duties they do to keep up the monastery or what have you. And it struck him so much, my words, not his, that he uh, took into his everyday practice beyond the prayers, how can I practice the presence of God? In every dish I wash, when I'm cleaning the toilet, when I'm walking across, how can I practice the presence of God? So Spirit called me to that recently. I've known about this. My book is dated 1987. And just a month ago, I was called in contemplation to this practice, the presence of God. So I went and found the book on my bookshelf and started reading it. And I knew it was mine to do as a new spiritual practice. Here's another tip for you. As you grow and mature on your spiritual journey, allow your spiritual practice to morph. We all have our favorites. We pray, we meditate, we sing, we do whatever we do. If spirit tells you to do something different, there's a reason for it, right? So I started attempting to practice the presence of God. Now, this is what that would look like. If I stopped talking to you and walked over there to that door over there, how well, would I be able to keep my mind focused on practicing the presence of God? You know, sometimes that might be kind of hard because by over there, I might have figured out, oh, well, I need to pack and I need to do this and that and the other. And when I get home, I need to do this. Are you following me? Mm -hmm. Our minds are so busy. That's not the point. The point is to bring yourself back when you realize that you've strayed. And that's the objective. That's the activity. Oh. 
practicing the presence of God. So I'm on the lake yesterday. This is the first time my friends are hearing this. I'm on the lake and it's striking me like practice the presence of God. When I can see the beautiful water in the hillsides and the, and the kids riding bikes and, you know, uh, so much going on that I just started practicing and breathing in all of spirit. This is all of spirit, my consciousness, my awareness in everything you do. So I was in love. I was feeling this topic yesterday on that lake. I was with you in this very moment yesterday on that lake. And we can take that with us wherever we go. That's what I want you to know. And as I bring this to a close, you know, there's a song by Stevie Wonder that's called Love's in Need of Love Today. Love is in need of love. That was a beautiful meditation you did, Georgia, uh, talking about the heart. As we bring ourselves to anything we do, as we allow our minds to come back, if we've been strayed over there, come back, ground yourself, and let's be in love with each other. And you know, if you do that, we will be healed. If everybody does their work, stays in their lane and reconciles with what it is that we are, that's in here, because we all have something I'm convinced that we need to reconcile with. No one's too high and lofty to not have something to reconcile with in order to make it a world that works for everyone. So if we all do that, don't you know, we will be healed? My goodness. So let's start right here. We get to start right now in love. So let us do that. And last but not least, as I look at love on the spectrum, I think about um, my son, Freddie Lambright III, who's 28. He's a cisgendered, queer, Black male who just came back from Florida with some thrill seekers like himself that he found out on the internet who liked to ride roller coasters. And he went and found what he needed because he said he couldn't find it right where he was. So he has this group that he's hooked up with. Whatever it is that we need, that we feel like we need or that we can give, let's do that. And so let us close in prayer as we come together on this love in a spe- as it's on the spectrum. Recognizing that God is all there is, there is nothing else. Regardless of appearances in it, regardless of what we call it, whether we call it God or Papa or Mama or Pachamama, Mother Gaia, or, or the Great Holy One or whatever it is, it's the divine oneness. It's the, the divine truth that we're talking about that is infused all around. That's in that big blue water that I was talking about from yesterday, that's all around this beautiful place of Canada, and the mountains, the skies, the birds that fly, the children that are playing, that are birthed, and even those challenges that we experience each and every moment that we live, we have an opportunity to do it over. We get a do-over in the very next moment as we can 
practice the presence of God and realize that 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 this this presence is a fullness. It's an infinite divine presence that is always there. That is unchanged. It, it does not change. It does not change in the infinite spectrum of things. And so I feed into this divine knowing, naming and claiming for this Center for Spiritual Living White Rock and all who are a part of it, whether there are visitors or members, blessings upon blessings and abundance and and harmony and wholeness and peace and answered prayer, all the prayers that the practitioners here are praying on behalf of, I bless them, knowing and adding my knowingness that God is instantaneous completion and fulfillment. And I name and claim it as so, whether it is about health or, or, or abundance or lack or limitation or, or illness or whatever it is, I am knowing that all is well regardless of appearances and that our mind is clear and that we are able to purge anything that is unlike this divine knowingness. And so I open this door wide to the truth to the divine truth and harmony of love and joy and peace and clarity and fulfillment in everything that we need and seek already being fulfilled. And so in the spirit of this knowingness of truth and in total gratitude, so grateful, so thankful for this moment together, I cast this word up into the divine ethers of love and law, knowing that it is activated, it is made manifest, in ways that are miraculous and instantaneous and just where it is needed. I know this is so. I declare it, I proclaim it, I accept it as the truth. And I rest this word knowing it is so, knowing that it ripples through and that our hearts are joyful and we have what we need forevermore. And let us say together, and so it is. And so it is.